Welcome back to the Student of the Game podcast. I am your host, Tavares Ellis. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to give my podcast a listen. All right. So today we're going to talk about Disney's Investor Day 2020. That happened today, December 20th. Excuse me, December 10th, 2020. All right. Wow. Can you believe 2020 is almost up? Like, I still have not gotten used to saying we're in the year 2020. Sometimes I digress to saying 2019, but oh well, oh well. Anyways, um, so Disney's Investor Day 2020 delivered an amazing amount of announcements all across the Walt Disney Company, including the exciting news that over the next few years, Disney Plus plans to release approximately, they will release 10 Star Wars series and 10 Marvel series, as well as 15 Disney live action, Disney animation, and Pixar series. Uh, and oh, as and also 15 Disney live action, Disney, Disney animation, and Pixar features. Whoa, hold up. I, I, I literally just said a lot right there. I mean, like, man, Disney is so dope. Like, man, like, I grew, I grew up on Disney stuff. And it's amazing that, okay, you get to, I get to share and watch a lot of these movies and shows with my kids, you know, that, you know, we, we you know, we watch, um, X-Men animated series, Spider-Man animated series. Um, we watch, um, 101 Dalmatians, the old school version. Um, what else is on there? Um, the Mighty Ducks. You know, we, man, we watch, we watch so much Disney stuff. I mean, we still haven't completed half the catalog yet. There's so much Disney stuff on there on Disney Plus to watch. But, um, yeah, so Disney, they have some big things going on. They have some big things going on. They also shows that Walt Disney Animation Studios, Raya and the Last Dragon will be available on Disney Plus with premier access in most Disney markets at the same time as its release in theaters to the tours in March 5th, 2020. Okay, so let's see what else they talked about on here on Investor Day. All right. Okay, so it looks like consumer services, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. Let's see, they're going to be, they oh, they have a new content brand called Star. Okay, and it's supposed to have an unbelievable slate of movies and shows on there. A star is going to be pretty much when you want to catch the rated R stuff on Disney. So like the movie Logan, um, because Disney has acquired properties from Fox, you know, so if you're a fan of shows like ATL, The Americans, all that, that's going to be that's going to be on star. Okay. Because you do not want to mix that up with your normal DC, excuse me, Disney Plus content, okay? Because then your kids, you think your kids watching, or you think your kids are watching Lion Guard, and all of a sudden you go in there and they're watching ATL and Cat Williams talking about Florida Man and stuff. You don't want, depending how old your kids are, you don't want them watching that. But those are very, 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 very good shows. Very, very good shows. Uh, they had a they had a lot of stuff going on. Um, let's see. Um, you know, I, I I never did know like how many 
people are subscribed to Disney Plus. I I stopped keeping track at it since I haven't kept track. I haven't looked at the numbers on that since probably about a couple months before Disney Plus launched last year in twenty in November of twenty nineteen. Wow, it's been over a year, people. But um It shows that its portfolio of direct-to-customer service has exceeded a total of 137 million global paid subscriptions. That's including 11.5 million ESPN subscribers, 38.8 million Hulu subscribers, and a staggering 86.8 million Disney Plus subscribers since its launch in November 2019. 86.8 million that is a lot people i think um i think for hbo max man they're i think they're like 11 million which i don't think is bad but it's one of those things it's like man if you're in competition with them like you're so far behind you know it's almost like you know how you have the sibling rivalry this is about the equipment it's kind of equivalent to like the the older sibling being like 15 years old and the youngest sibling being being an infant you know or being a baby you know um just learning how to crawl or walk it's like wow yeah you have a lot of ground to catch up on but hbo max just run your race but we're talking about disney here but it shows beginning march 26 2021 Disney will be priced in the U.S. at $8 per month or $80 per year, while the Disney bundle with Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus will be priced at $14 a month, okay? That's not bad. I mean, look at all the content you're getting. It's not like, you know, it's not like, it's what you know, there's levels to this with these price hikes, you know, it's like... If they, if they just have the same content that's on there now and then went up on the price with it, that's an issue. Okay. But it might not be an issue. Depends on who you are or how you balance your money. But by it being, by their, by them going to be adding new content by then, I mean, a whole lot of new content, you know, hey, $8 a month is, I mean, I think that's feasible, you know, um, I, I am a subscriber of Hulu, um, Netflix, and Disney Plus. But um, yeah, that's I mean eight eight dollars is fine. Yeah, I have no problem with eight dollars. Do you, the people? Do you have a problem with eight dollars per month for Disney Plus? Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, y'all got it. Okay, but um, a new agreement has been reached with Comcast where it announced that that it will bring Disney Plus and ESPN Plus experiences to Comcast X1 set top boxes and flex platforms in the first quarter of 2021. Okay, so this is cool. So for those of you who are not familiar with this, so if you if you have Xfinity by Comcast you know what what it is is that so on your box when you go to your on demand or to your guide they have an app section and in the app section it allows you to to be able to stream through hulu netflix and youtube to name a few okay so it's, it's for people who you know it's 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 for people you know in a way it 
like it's one of those things like okay let's say you have a fire stick and let's say you use your fire stick on the same television where you have your xfinity box well you know this this is a way for you to it's like well you don't have to use your fire stick on there you can you can just stream it straight from your box okay and that way if you have another tv in the house that does not have a cable box or fire stick you can just take your fire stick and to your other room maybe it's a guest room or something like that and you can just plug it into the television there okay but it's yeah that is very convenient that is very convenient because i, I it's been about two years, about a couple years since they added the Netflix on there, and you can access your Netflix through the Xfinity box, which I think is very, very convenient. And what was that? A couple months ago, earlier this, sometime earlier this year, you're able to access Hulu. Oh yeah, you can also access Amazon through it, and yeah. And, and I kept wondering. I was like, man, they need to set it up where you can access Disney Plus, so that way I'm not going. You know changing my hdi input and going to my fire stick but i mean it's it's no biggie i mean it only takes me a couple seconds to do it but sometimes i don't like going around looking for my fire stick remote those things are very very easy to lose because they're so tiny and i have three little kids okay and they grab remotes and they run around the house like they running track with a baton or something man it is it's wild it's real in the field yo <laughs> but I think that's cool. That's a cool thing to have. That's that's pretty interesting. So Star. So Star will be included as part of Disney Plus in select international markets and launch as a separate streaming service in Latin America as Star. The Star brand will serve as home to thousands of hours of television and movies from Disney Creative Studios, including Disney Television Studios, FX, 20th Century, 20th Television, and more. Star will launch in Europe and several other international markets in February as a fully integrated part of Disney Plus with its own branded tile and a new collection of renowned general entertainment show series and movies and docu-series okay so that's cool that's cute that's cool and it's going to be 89 dollars per month per year okay per year okay so that's cool that's cool i can dig that i can dig the star i can dig the star okay so disney television studios for disney okay so here we go people um looks like they're gonna have a we're gonna have a beauty and you know what let's go to let's go ahead take a little take a quick break right quick and then let's come right back we're gonna put this on the next segment yo all right student of the game podcast all right so we're back okay so Here's a here's a list of the upcoming series that Disney is going to have. Okay, so we have Beauty and the Beast. That's the working title. It's going to star Luke Evans and Josh Gad. And we'll have new music composed by Disney legend Alan Menken. Um, Ron Moore and John M. Chu will re-image the classic Swiss Family Robinson. I remember that Swiss Family Robinson. Dun, 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 dun. Y'all remember that Swiss Family Robinson? Yeah. I need to see if they have the old one on there. I didn't. I didn't think to check that. But back to the Beauty and the Beast. Um, like, if you haven't watched the live version, the live action version of Beauty and the Beast, 
you should really check that out it was it was dope we loved it we liked it matter of fact we had showed our kids the live action version before they saw the animated version because me and my wife you know we we're big fans of the animated version but we like okay we, we was very interested in watching the live one because you know i have this notion in my mind that sometimes when they do when they do remakes it's not going to be equivalent to the to its predecessor but i thought this one was real real good it was a very very good live live version of it um luke evans for those of you who are not familiar with luke evans um you know he's he played in movies and he's been in the hobbit um he starred in fast and the furious movies um in fact in the fast and the furious movies he starred he was um jason statham's character he was he was um he was his brother in the movie okay and he was in, a villain in one of the movies i think it was the sixth one okay and let's see josh gad for those of you if, if you've seen the movie um the wedding ringer man that is an awesome movie he was it was yeah he was the one who kevin hart was helping out who was trying to wait they had to do the deluxe package where he had to get uh, he, he needed to find him some groomsmen you know and they had one of my favorite scenes where they your brother weed and a coconut and like that is shop that's not how i sing that's how josh gad was singing it in the movie but it's a very very good movie you should check it out let's see the studio is also developing a percy jackson and the olympians series based on the best-selling book series by rick riordan from disney publishing worldwide man if you have not seen percy jackson the percy jackson movies oh man those movies are dope they are fly got action i mean great story man it is it is it's an awesome movie i seen i believe it's they have it's two movies but um yeah i seen two movies of it i don't think there's a third if there's a third i have yet to see i have yet to see that one so i'm gonna have to go back and do some research and see that one but i'm i'm looking forward to that i can get down with that let's see disney television studios is currently in production on four live series set to debut on disney plus in 2021 okay let's see the mighty ducks game changers oh my goodness oh <laughs> hold up man the, they doing a mighty duck series yo like i remember back in the day okay of course we all know about the mighty ducks movies but i remember back in the day man they had a mighty ducks animated series man that's that is dope yo that is dope okay so let me see let's see so who's starring in this all right let's see it picks up where the films left off okay so the last time we saw the last mighty ducks film was the third one gordon bombay he wasn't their coach emilio estevez made like a cameo appearance in there but the the kids they grew up they was in high school there was a, like this preparatory school and it was a battle between the freshmen or the jv versus the vart the freshman versus the varsity and stuff but yeah okay okay but it says it picks up where the films left off emilio estevez return as gordon bombay oh yeah that is big that is big time because you know you can't do a mighty duck series without any connection to the movies and and you, you have to have that connection. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if Emilio Estevez is going to be the only one connected to it. You know, are they going to 
Are they going to bring back Josh Jackson? You know, who's going to be in there? Is Goldberg going to be back in there? You know, (laughs) man. Okay, buddy. Emilio Estevez returns as Gordon Bombay and Lauren Graham joins the flock. For those of you who are unfamiliar of Lauren, excuse me, of Lauren Graham. Okay, she starred in, um, what what was the name of that show? Oh, man. Well, what I know her from, all right, she was was in, um, in Bad Santa. All right, she was in Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. Okay, but um, what's the show? She's 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 most she's most she's most famous for um, the show Gilmore Girls. And another movie that I enjoyed that she was in is um, Evan Almighty. Okay, it's a spinoff of Bruce Almighty. She plays Steve Carell's wife, and in the movie Steve Carell, he's he's more of a modern version um, of of Moses. Okay. All right, so it's a very, very good movie. You should check it out. But, yeah, I can't wait to see that. Oh, Turner and Hooch is a buddy comedy starring Josh Peck and his partner, a sweet and slobbery mastiff. Whoa, Turner and Hooch. Anybody remember that movie from back in the day with Tom Hanks and the dog? Okay, all right. Okay, I I, I will be checking that out, man. Wow, I'm having the 80s nostalgia. Well, 90s nostalgia here. Big Shot. Okay, Big Shot is about a, a celebration of girl power set in the world of high school basketball starring John Stamos, Yvette Cole Brown, and Jessalyn, Jessalyn Gilsick. I'm not sure who Jessalyn Gilsick is. I'm going to have to do my research on her. But of course, who's not familiar with John Stamos? Uncle Jesse. <laughs> and Yvette Cole Brown, man. Yvette Cole Brown is all over the place, man. Yeah, she was in um she starred in the show Community. She was in the show Girlfriends. Very, very good actress. Very, very good actress. Okay, so let's see. The next show they have coming up is The Mysterious Benedict Society. It's based on the international best-selling book series with Tony Hale and Kristen Skull. Okay, I'm not too familiar with that, but you know what? I'm willing to check it out. <laughs> Alright, so let's see. Let's scroll down here. Let's see what else they're going to have. Okay, that's the... Okay, so Hulu. Okay, The Handmaid's Tale is coming back, folks. We're going to get a fifth season. That is a dope show. That, you know, my wife got me on that show. She was like almost on season three before I, I finally gave it a chance. And once I started watching it, I literally could not stop. It got to the point I ended up passing her her up on episodes. And she was like, slow down, T. What you doing? But yeah, that is an awesome show. And what's crazy, a lot of stuff that's going on today, you know, is relative is what is is occurring in that show. But what's crazy about three years ago when I started watching the show, I was thinking that none of that stuff could ever happen. But it's some similarities of what could happen based on what's going on now. And in this show here, it's a, um, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone. You you have to check it out. Check it out. Okay. That is a very, very good show. The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Let's see. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Let's see. Um, The show, um, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. They have ordered four additional seasons of the series. They are already in like season nine or ten. That's good. You know, I, I watched the I watched like I watched the first couple seasons of this show. This show is very, very funny, man. Very, very witty. Very, very witty, man. Like you have to check this show out. The thing the reason why I have not been able to check out 
all of the seasons is because I'm in show debt. Like my DVR is just filled up with a whole bunch of stuff that I need to watch. <laughs> and it doesn't help when football season and basketball season and baseball season is going on because I'm trying to watch that as well. But man, that is a good show. Okay, let's see. They also announced today that the first series adaption of the sci-fi horror classic Alien is in development. And advanced talks are underway on a two-season order of The Stones, which is a drama series about the world's greatest and most enduring rock and roll band, The Rolling Stones. I can dig that. <laughs> but first, back, man, an Alien series? Oh, man, man. I can't wait to see. I already did a podcast episode about well when um, Alien and Marvel, excuse me, when Alien and the Predator were acquired by Marvel. Okay, and guess what? In March of 2021, there is uh, a art. You know what? It's coming out in January, I believe. It's going to be a crossover event with with Aliens. Yeah, with Aliens, not Predator yet, but eventually we're going to see them most likely. But with Aliens and different. Um, you know, they doing a crossover like with Venom, with Iron Man and Captain America and stuff, man. That is going to be incredible, man. That is going to be incredible. Can't wait to see that. OK, FX will also embark on this most sweeping, sophisticated adult series with the retelling of James Clavel's beloved epic saga Shogun with set within feudal Japan. OK, I'm going to have to check that out. I got to do more research on that. OK, so let's see Walt Disney Studios content. All right, so let's see what we got for Walt Disney Studios content. Okay, so looks like for under the under the Lucasfilm section, they're going to be doing a Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Okay. I can dig that. Okay, who who's gonna be Obi Wan Kenobi? People, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is coming back. Okay, for those of you not familiar with him, he starred in the what was that? The um, the Phantom Mentis, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, yeah, that Ewan McGregor. He played he played um, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Hayden Chris Christensen is gonna be returning as Darth Vader. And two series set in the Mandalorian era from John Favreau and Dave Filoni, range called Rangers of the New Republic, and Ahsoka, a series featuring the fan favorite character ah Ahsoka Tano and starring Rosario Dawson. Man, ro shout out to Rosario Dawson, y'all! Like, like, let me see for. About three or four years straight, I mean, she was the only person to to appear in all of the um, the Marvel series that was on Netflix. It was um, Daredevil, The Punisher, Luke Cage, um, Jessica Jones, and uh, The Defenders, man. Oh, and Iron Fist, man. She she was all over the place, man. That's man, and now she's gonna and. Well, it's been well known for the for for quite a while, for the past few months at least, that she's going to be starring as Ahsoka Tano. So I can't wait to see that. And I have to get up on my Mandalorian, man. Like I am, I'm embarrassed. But like I said, I'm in so much show debt. But I will watch that. I will watch it. Okay. Additional new titles announced for Disney Plus include Andor, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, 
Bad Batch. Okay. Star Wars. Visions. Lando. Man, they're going to get a Lando series? Can we get Billy? Is, is Billy D. Williams going to be in this? Or are they going to have Donald Glover? Or maybe they're going to have them both. Crossover event? I don't know. We'll see. The Acolyte and a Droid Story. A Droid Story. I could dig that. Okay. Looks like the studio is also revisiting Willow in a new series with Warwick Davis returning in the title role. That is so gangster. Shout out to Warwick Davis, man. Y'all remember that movie Willow back in the day? Oh, man, that movie there should have gotten a sequel, okay? If it was made in this era, it would have gotten like three or four sequels in a, in a miniseries or something. But that's good. That's good, man. Warwick Davis is such a good actor. He played, um, <laughs> he starred in all the Leprechaun movies, all right? Yeah. All right. And let's see. Fans are advised to set their coordinates for December 2023 and the next feature film in the Star Wars franchise. Yo, Rogue Squadron. To be directed by whoa, Patty Jenkins of the Wonder Woman franchise. Ooh, say what? Patty say what? Patty Jenkins is a real good director, man. Real good director. For those of you who don't know, you know she she was she was supposed to have been the director of Thor 2, Dark World, but she stepped down for some reason or I think creative differences. And then she went on to go do the Wonder Woman project, which is a very, very good movie. One of the best, one of the better movies of the DCEU. Okay. But um, I can't wait to see this. And as a matter of fact, I saw a little teaser trailer of it too and what she did. And I thought it was dope. That was pretty cool right there. All right. Okay. All right. Also announced today was the next installment of the Indiana Jones franchise. What? Hold up. It's going to be directed by James Mangold. A feature. It's going to. It's a Star Wars feature film by writer director. Hold up. It's the next installment of the. Okay, so man, James Mangold is going to be directing the next Indiana Jones movie. Okay, and a Star Wars feature film. Featured by writer-director Taika Waititi in Children of the Blood and Bone. Okay. I'm not familiar with that, but because Taika Waititi is directing it, guess what? I'm going to check it out. Taika Waititi, y'all know who he is? The director of Thor Ragnarok? Come on, people. Hello. All right. <laughs> wow. So that's... That's going to be interesting. I can't wait for that. I cannot wait for that. Let's see. What else do we have here? Okay, so they have Hocus Pocus 2, a spooky sequel to the 1993 classic film. Andy Shankman will direct. Oh, wow. Hocus Pocus 2. Okay, we long overdue for that. Okay, all right, people. Let's see. They're going to be doing reboots of Three Man and a Baby with Zac Efron. Man, can you imagine that movie being oh man that that movie that man that like growing up that movie was it seems like that movie was just always on three men and a baby good night sweetheart and it's time to go whoa 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 Man, I okay, I can dig that. So so far, it, it says Zac Efron is attached to it. So I'm not sure who the other two men are gonna be. And let's see, and a cheaper by the dozen with Kenya Barris and Gabriel Union. Okay, Kenya Barris, he is the creator of Blackish. So that should be intriguing. I'm not sure who Gabriel Union is gonna play, but 
I can dig that. Let's see, there's gonna be a new sister act film starring Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg. You you can't bring you, you, you can't have a sister act without Sister Mary. Sister Mary fake. <laughs> oh man, that's incredible. I wonder if they're gonna bring Lauren Hill back in there and Jennifer Love Hewitt and the guy from uh, City High. I wonder if they're gonna bring them back, right? You remember City High? What would you do if your kid is at home crying on the floor on the bathroom because you're hungry? Yeah. But man, I, I'm a big fan of the Sister Act franchise. Hey, check this out. I like the first one, but the second one, I like the best. Probably because I like how the music is and it's more of a younger crowd, but the first one is still a classic also. Both movies are classics. When you watch them, you gotta watch them back to back for real. You have to. But man, their rendition of Joyful, Joyful Lord, we adore thee. Dun, 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 dun. Who else was it? Monica Calhoun was in there? Man, they, that was a good cast, man. That was a good cast. Had a lot of up and comers in that movie. And it's going to be produced by Tyler Perry. Okay, I can dig that, man. Tyler Perry's all over the place, yo. Let's see, they're going to be a Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's going to be a hybrid live action animated film starring John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg. Hold up, yo. John Mulaney. Man, that dude is awesome. He played he was the voice of Peter Porker on um um Enter the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And Andy Sandberg. Man, how do you not not like Andy Sandberg, man? That dude there is phenomenal, man. All right, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Okay. They're going to do a Pinocchio film directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Tom Hanks. Of, of course, it's an animated film and it's and if Robert Zemeckis is doing, of course Tom Hanks is going to star in it. I think the only animated film that Tom Hanks has not starred in for Robert Zemeckis is Beowulf. Okay? Now Tom Hanks must have been very very busy to not do Beowulf, okay? But okay, I can dig that. For those of you not familiar with on Robert Zemeck's animation, like I said, he did Beowulf, he directed Forrest Gump, he, um, what's the movie? Oh, the, the, one of my, one of our favorite holiday movies of all time, The Polar Express, people, alright? So y'all should check that out. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, looks like it's gonna be a Peter Pan and Wendy series, starring Jude Law as Captain Hook and Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. Yara Shahidi, she plays Zoe on Blackish and the spinoff series Grownish. So that's gonna be pretty good. I can I can see that being dope. Alright. Let's see. Looks like they're gonna have, let's see, a sequel to the film Enchanted called Disenchanted. I gotta tell my wife. Man, we are man, we love that movie Enchanted. That movie is awesome, man. That I think. Let me see. That was that was the first movie I ever seen Amy Adams in. That's why I'm like, man, this lady can act. Who is she? Like, why why do I not see her in a lot of movies? This was back in like 2008 when it whenever the movie came out. So it's a very very good movie. I'm okay. I'm looking forward to the sequel. I cannot wait to see that. Okay, so let's see. Looks like they're going to have some new live-action biographical films set for the service. Include Greek Freak, about NBA star Giannis Antetokounmpo, as well as projects about Keenan Lowe and Chris Paul, CP3. Okay. 
Let's see. The group is also developing new animated takes on favorite 20th Century Studios titles. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Man, my my son are reading those books, man. Those are some very good, incredible and, and witty stories in there. It's pretty cool. Y'all should check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, starring Simon Pegg and Night at the Museum. I can dig that. Night at the Museum movies with Ben Stiller. They're, they're pretty good. All right. Let's see. The presentation also included a preview of upcoming feature films such as The Jungle Cruise. That's with The Rock. All right. Corella, a prequel. And a prequel to The Lion King and The Little Mermaid. Okay. All right. I can dig that. I can dig that. I can dig that, people. All right. Man, they are doing some stuff. Okay. They also learned, we also learned today of the first ever WDAS produced animated series. New titles announced today coming to Disney Plus include Baymax. Okay. Zootopia. Oh, yeah. Tiana. All right. And Moana. Oh, man. Moana the series. Man. Our family loves the Moana movie. We love the movie. We love all the characters in the movie. Man. Moana. Make way. Make way. Moana, it's time you knew. The, the island of Montanu is all you need. Man. I could sing all those songs right now, but I'm not going to do it. One day I'll do a podcast where I'm just singing off all the Moana songs and y'all get to hear that, right? Music to your ears, people. Wow, so Moana, the series, as well as... Um, I'm going to... Owaju, okay, which will be produced in collaboration with the Pan-African comic book entertainment company Kugali. Okay. All right, I can dig that. Okay, I I can dig that. All right, man, Disney are doing some big things, some big things, yo. Big things like this. Man, all right, and they got some new stuff from Pixar. Um, Pixar Popcorn, Doug Days, and Cars, as well as the upcoming feature film Soul comes out on Christmas Day on Disney+. Plus. Check that out, y'all. Check it out. Okay, there's going to be an up spinoff called Doug Days. Doug discovers the dangers of suburbia like puppies, fireworks, and squirrels. Doug Days will premiere on Disney Plus in the fall 2021. All right. Okay. I can't wait for that. Cannot wait for that. Okay, next they're going to have, we're going to be talking about the Mar- what Marvel Studios have in store. Okay, the MCU continues to grow. Today, Marvel Studios reveal details about upcoming content from both Disney Plus and theaters. The MCU's exciting future includes three new series for Disney Plus. Secret Invasion, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Ironheart, with Dominique Thorne as the genius inventor in Armored Wars, starring Don Cheadle as James Rhodes, aka War Machine, who faces Tony Stark's worst fears. That sucks. So you saying Rhodey gotta face those fears, Tony Stark's fears, while Tony Stark's dead and gone. That sucks. <laughs> 
Gonna need some help from fellow Avengers though. Of course, in addition to the studio's robust lineup of Disney Plus titles that includes One Division, I saw that trailer today. Let me tell you something. This show here, it I don't know what is it. I don't know what the hell what what the hell is going on. I do not know what's going on in Division of Wonder. I really do not know. But it looks good. You ever just watch a trailer of something? I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. But I want to watch it. It looks good. That's what One Division is. Shoot, in the trailer, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. And I don't even need a shovel to dig it, y'all. All right, let's see. We have The Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Saw that trailer too, man. That trailer there. Okay. It looks literally just like a movie. But it's a show. Um, You can tell, uh, like, it's one of those situations where... You know, um, who's going to fill that void that Captain America left? How do you fill that void? Is it even possible possible to even be filled? And you're going to see, we're going to see the Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, taking on new adventures together. You know, it's kind of like a, it almost feels like an action version of the odd couple. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Can't wait for that to come out. That's supposed to come out in March 2021. And one division comes out in January of 2021, people. All right, and Loki. Okay, now this Loki. I watched the trailer three times. Okay, it picks up off where in Endgame, where they went back in time to the scene where they arrested Loki at the end of the first Avengers, and then what happened was is that somehow the Tesseract end up being near him, so he picked it up and then poof disappeared. Okay, so it picks up where we left off from that moment and Owen Wilson is in here you know what's crazy Let oh god was that a year no it wasn't a year ago who am I kidding months ago I did a podcast where I thought that where there was rumors floating around that Owen Wilson was going to be Kang the Conqueror you know and you know what maybe it's possible he is Kang you know maybe Kang that's how he looks in that form. He changed his form or something because Loki is going around messing with some historical events, going through time, just mucking up stuff. Only the way Loki knows how to do. You know what I'm saying? So somebody is trying to regulate that. So either Owen Wilson legitimately represents the time police or it's a situation where he could be Kang the Conqueror. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see that. Okay, let's see. We have a Hawkeye series. Hold on, hold on. Also, we have the Miss Marvel series coming out. I'm not sure the date on that, but I am looking forward to seeing that. They 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 cast a young lady who's not a I think she she's more of a social media star. But hey, I'm not going to knock that. Maybe this might be the role for her. This might be the role that she's destined to be at. So, can't wait to check that out, people. Okay, let's see. We have a Hawkeye series with Haley Steins- hey, Haley Steinfeld joining Jeremy Renner in the series. Like, she had been rumored to be playing this role for almost a year, and then it's finally been confirmed. It's been confirmed because people have still photos of it. Boom. But that series looked like it's going to be pretty good. And I've heard that we're going to also take a... We're going to get to see um, some of the... Um, some of the story when Hawkeye became Ronin. So that's going to be cool because he became Ronin after the snap and his family was snapped away by Thanos. Okay. 
Alright, so She-Hulk starring Tatiana Moslany. We talked, I did a podcast on this months ago when they first announced it, and Tatiana, her lips were sealed. She would not confirm nor deny it to anyone. But guess what? It's been confirmed, and she is officially the She-Hulk. Um, let's see. In this movie, let's see. In the title role, she's co-stars are gonna be Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth. That is big time, Tim Roth. Y'all, y- y'all remember Tim Roth? Do you know who Tim Roth is? I know who he is. He's a brilliant actor. He starred in the Hulk movie with Edward Norton. He played Ab- Abomination. So this is awesome. This is a real good callback. So you're bringing Abomination back into the fold. I can dig that, people. I can dig that. And of course, the great Mark Ruffalo, he's in there because Tatiana Mussolini as She-Hulk, she plays his cousin. So that's cool. That's cool. And for those of you not familiar with the whole She-Hulk, what happens is she's a lawyer. Um, no nonsense. She don't take no mess. Um, what happens is, is that um, like this mafia sent some of his goons to go hurt her, to go try to kill her. But they find out that she's not dead. And then while she's in the hospital, well, they almost kill her. But what happened was, is Bruce Banner, he transfers some of his blood to her to heal her and stuff then she ends up turning into her own version as the hulk all right and while she's in the hospital the mafia you know they send somebody to come out there to go finish the job and she turns into the hulk and she handles up (laughs) she kicks his butt (laughs) okay but yeah i can't wait to see that i mean tatiana mosaini she is a brilliant actress man you should tell you man y'all should check out orphan black I mean, if you don't have time to check out all of the seasons, because with the seasons of Orphan Black, there's like 12 episodes a season. They're like 45 minute episodes. At least check out one season. But that is a brilliant show. Well, very well written. Very good action. I mean, it's a show that makes you think and stuff, man. Like it is it is incredible. She really shows a lot of diversity with her acting in that show. All right. Let's see. You have Moon Knight. Okay. I am looking forward to Moon Knight because I don't know much about Moon Knight. I don't know much about him. I need to do my research on him. I heard good things about Moon Knight, but he is not a popular character. But he seems to be a pretty good character. Some people has have, I've heard some people even compared him to like Marvel's version of Batman. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know about that based on what I've been hearing what Moon Knight is. But I'm looking forward to seeing it. So that's worth the check out. Let's see, Guardians of the next up you have guardians of the galaxy holiday special okay so i saw um kevin feige talking about this and they're supposed to release um the guardians of the galaxy holiday special it's gonna be it's gonna come out that christmas before the movie releases the movie's supposed to come out in 2023 so that means we're gonna get guardians of the galaxy we should get it around 2022 pending any changes in shooting schedule and okay i can dig that i can dig that it it, will be pretty cool to see how the guardians of the galaxy to see how they celebrate christmas see how they get down see what goes on at their christmas parties are they gonna invite thor are they gonna invite every anybody else from the avengers you know so that'll be pretty cool i can dig that man they got some good creativity going on oh and james gunn is returning even though he's doing the suicide squad and i cannot wait to see that movie he is returning to guardians of the galaxy that is a big big plus big plus y'all okay let's see and a series of original shorts for 
I am Groot, featuring everyone's favorite baby tree. Oh, that they gonna have the baby tree Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Can't wait to see that. They already have a couple shorts of Guardians of the Galaxy with Groot and Rocket Raccoon. They're pretty cool. You should check it out. All right, let's see. Also, today also brought the reveals of two feature films, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. That's the third feature in the Ant-Man franchise. So, um, Paul Rudd is returning. Evangela, um, Evangeline, Evangela Lilly is returning. Michael Douglas is returning. Michelle Pfeiffer is returning. So I can dig that. I'm not sure if Lawrence Fishburne is returning or not. I haven't heard anything about that, but that would be cool. And I'm not sure if the young lady who played Ghost in the second second one is returning. But it would be pretty cool to see them return back to the movie. Um, of course, we know Kang the Conqueror is going to be the villain, and oh, and Ant-Man's daughter Cassie Lang, she's going to be older in there, I think like a teenager in the movie, so that's going to be pretty cool, I can't wait to see that, you know, I, I heard that it's supposed to be like an Avengers level type movie, like you know how Captain America 3 Civil War it's a Captain America movie, and it also felt like an Iron Man for it to me also when you look at the heart of the story, okay? But, you know, it also felt, that movie felt, felt like an Avenger-level movie because you had pretty much all of the Avengers except for Hulk and Thor in it, all right? So, can't wait to see that, man. And let's see, and Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four! Woo! Marvel's first family, which introduced Marvel's most iconic family. Marvel's man, the Tom Watts, he, the director of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, he is set to direct this movie. So I can't wait to see this. I mean, this is going to be pretty cool. And who knows? Maybe um, we might get a few cameos or get a first appearance from some characters for the Fantastic Four movie in the third Spider-Man movie because, like I said, Tom Watts will be the director of it. So that's going to be pretty cool. I can't wait to see that, man. This is, man, like they're hitting a lot of home runs right here. Marvel, slow down. You're killing them. All right. Marvel Studios' upcoming feature films also include Black Widow. Black Widow. All right. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The Eternals. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Guess what? Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Hold up. Yeah, but Christian Bale has been has been confirmed to play the, 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 the Butcher. Okay, so that's going to be very, very cool, man. Like, I don't know much about the Butcher. I'm going to have to do my research on him. Um, a couple of my friends, they know about him, so I'm going to have to pick their brain a bit on it. But um, Christian Bale playing him, man, that dude is a brilliant actor, man. That dude brings it every time. All right. Yeah, but the Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, I am looking forward to seeing that. I'm, I heard of Shang-Chi, but I am looking forward to learning more about Shang-Chi's character and stuff to see how that goes. And the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings, normally that's supposed to have been like with Iron Man's storyline, but we'll see how it goes in this movie. I can't wait to see that. Of course, I can't wait to see Black Widow. Been waiting over a year for that. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Man, that... That, that title alone just like bring me chills man like multi man multiverse of madness oh man all right black panther 2 kevin feige he had mentioned that for black panther 2 right now that he said he said they they have they are not recasting t'challa 
he straight up said it that way so i'm not sure what they're gonna do after the second movie but he said what's gonna happen in the second movie they're gonna explore other characters in the mar excuse me in that's in wakanda in the black panther franchise so we're probably gonna see more of shuri um we're gonna see more of okoye we're gonna see more of um Mbaku, okay, and and the other brilliant characters that's in the movie. Um, I'm not sure if Michael B. Jordan is returning. Well, I don't know, most likely he probably is. You know, I mean, it's very rare you see a Ryan Coogler movie without Michael B. Jordan, right? <laughs> but um, they'll probably feature him somewhere in there. Who knows? They might do like a. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Sterling K. Brown returned. Like they can go back and look at um. His character when he came over to America, they can do a little background of that to see, you know, we understand that the reason, you know, we know verbally the reasons why he ended up working with um, Ulysses Claw, but it would be cool to see that, you know, to see it, you know, so, so I'm looking forward to that, man. Black Panther 2, rest in peace, Chadwick Bosman, y'all. Okay, Blade, I am excited for Blade. Mahershala Haile, he's a brilliant actor. Here's the thing, man. I have no problem with him doing Blade. I'm pretty sure he's going to do a good job. Okay. He's going to do a good job. What I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's a situation like this. Okay. All right. I like Adam West. I love Adam West as Batman. I love Michael Keaton as Batman. I thought George Clooney was, Val Kimmer was okay. I love Christian Bale as Batman. So it's like two different bat, you know, there's different Batmans, different eras. Okay. So I'm hope, you know, I am able to enjoy Michael Keaton as Batman in the theatrical version and Christian Bale as Batman in the theatrical version. The same way I'm able to enjoy um, Heath Ledger as Joker in the theatrical version and Jack Nicholas as Joker in the older theatrical version. Um, I thought Walking Phoenix was cool. I thought he was good, but that there was just a different type of movie and stuff. But I hope that, listen, I love Wesley Snipes as Blade. That's Blade. Like I say, just like how Tony, just like how Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark or Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, is Logan, that's, he's Blade. Chris Hemsworth, that's Thor. He's always going to be remembered as Thor. And there's no knock on that. That is brilliant. Okay. But it's, but it's also it's just like, okay, God rest his soul. Rest in peace. Um, Sean Connery. Okay. That's James Bond. Okay. But also Roger Moore did a good job. James Bond. Timothy Dalton. James Bond. Pierce Brosnan. James Bond. Um, Roger Craig. Da excuse me. Daniel Craig. James Bond. Roger Craig. That's a former football player for the 49ers. Daniel Craig. James Bond. Okay. So, Marcia... Marshall Ali, I think he's gonna do a Marshall Ali, I think he's gonna do a real good job. I, I, I'm sorry, I messed the name up. Ali, I think Mr. Ali is gonna do a brilliant, brilliant job as Blade. And I just hope that he does he does very, very good. He does great. So that way, hey, I can enjoy Wesley Snipes and I can also enjoy Mr. Ali's version of Blade. Alright, I'm looking forward to it though. Okay. Um Captain Marvel 2. I did a podcast about this, y'all. Okay, and I can't wait to see this movie. I have no idea what the villains are are going to be with this. So, 
But um, Neo, Nia DeCosta, who's directing the Candyman sequel or reboot, however you want to call it, that's also produced by Jordan Peele, is going to be the director of Captain Marvel 2. So I'm looking forward to this film. I think I think it's going to be good. I think that right here, I think this is going to, this had like, it's one of those situations where it's like, the first Captain Marvel movie, I thought it was a good movie. I, me and my wife, we enjoyed watching the movie. I mean, I'm not gonna call it an epic movie, and it's not a sucky movie, but it's it was a good film to watch, a good movie to watch, very entertaining. Okay, and at first I was about to compare it to where the first Captain America, first Avenger, and then the ant they up the ante on Winter Soldier, but I think let me see. You know what? I tell you what. I like Captain America, the first Captain America and the Captain Marvel, first Captain Marvel movie. I like them both the same. But I think with Nia DeCosta, I think she with her coming in, I think she's going to add that extra oomph to it the way the Russo brothers added that extra oomph to it on Captain America on the sequel for Captain America, The Winter Soldier and so on so i am looking forward to seeing that i can't wait to see that okay and let's see also we have guardians of the galaxy 3 volume 3 coming out as i said before james gunn is returning you know because that's one of those movies it's like okay the first two guardians of the galaxy galaxy movies were dope there's real good chemistry amongst the cast and the director and, and it's one of those situations you'd rather not see a third movie if they're going to bring in a different director you know, especially when you have a recipe that works, okay? I mean, but... Because I, I didn't like that when they did that with X-Men The Last Stand. I understand it wasn't Fox's fault. I mean, Brian Singer decided to leave and stuff, but... You know, um, Brian Singer had left to do the Superman movie, um, Superman Returns, which was an okay film, but personally, I thought he should have went in forward with that third X-Men movie, you know, because I heard he was going to bring in Emma Frost, Sigourney, he was trying to get Sigourney Weaver to play her, but, you know, hey, it didn't work out, you know, didn't work out, people, but I'm looking forward to that Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And also, it looks like, let's see, um, they have a couple new things for ESPN sports content. Let's see. The SEC is going to be expanding its partnership and adding a college football's most watched TV package beginning with the 2024 season. The deal will also bring select SEC football games to ESPN Plus beginning with the 2021 football season and running through the term of the agreement through the agreement. Okay, we're going to have a show called Peyton's Place. The Emmy-nominated series currently in its second season on ESPN will be returning for a third season in the fall of 2021. All right, so let's see some... Let's see what else we're going to have with some of the most engaging names in sports frontlining, fronting their own versions of the series, including Abby Womack, Wambach in soccer, Ronda Rousey, Combat Sports, David Ortiz for baseball, and Peyton's brother, Eli Manning, college football. 
Okay, man, look at that. Who would have thought Eli Manning would become a, a, a trending personality in sports? Wow, man. All right, so let's see. Um, in January, ESPN Plus will launch Stephen A's World, which is a new original program featuring the hint, the insights and opinions of one of a kind personality Stephen A. Smith in January. What's the difference between this and Stephen A. Smith's own radio show? First takeaway is giving his opinions and insight. But guess what? I'm down for it, man. Stephen A. Smith is doing his thing. Shout out to Stephen A., a.k.a. Screaming A. All right. Also, man in the arena, Tom Brady. The highly anticipated nine-part documentary series coming to ESPN is built around Tom Brady's never-before-seen first-hand accounts of the journey to each of his nine Super Bowls. Okay, nine Super Bowl appearances, okay? Yeah, just leave it at that. Nine Super Bowl appearances. He lost three of them, though. All right, plus a newly reimagined version of Sports Nation will return weekday mornings beginning in January exclusively on ESPN+. Woo, people. Is it something that I miss? You know what? A couple things that I wish they would have elaborated on, but I understand. Oh, um, oh, well, number one, it seems like um, the movies are going to be, the phase four movies are set to be released in theaters. They mentioned that The Eternals is going to be released in theaters in November of 2021. But who knows? Maybe that could change. I'm not sure if Black Widow is going to be released in theaters. I didn't hear any. I didn't hear him mention anything about that. So maybe they're still up in the air on that, you know, so you never know. So it's one of those things It's better to not commit to one thing right now because you never know what's going to happen. Because you never know what's going to happen on there, you know, with the whole pandemic. So, but um, let me see. Disney Commission. Okay, actually, you know what? Um, Entertainment Tonight reported. Let's see. Is this today? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Is this from today? Um. Okay, Disney thinks, okay, according to, okay, let's see, what article that I'm reading at, okay, the Entertainment Weekly, okay, it says Disney commits to releasing Black Widow in theaters, okay, Natasha Romanoff is still coming to the big screen, even as Disney continues to move more of its upcoming films from theaters to Disney+, Plus, the studio remains committed to releasing Black Widow in cinemas, the Marvel Peep prequel centering on Scarlett Johansson's super spy has been pushed back several times due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, finally landing on the release date of May 7, 2021. Okay. Kevin Feige said, fans have been patient and I can't tell you just how ready we are for this Avenger to finally have her own standalone film. Wow. Wow, okay. Fans have been wondering whether Black Widow might move to Disney Plus after the pandemic forced several studios to make their theatrical releases available for at-home streaming. Oh, 
Okay. That's bold. That's bold. <laughs> I can dig that. I can dig that. So, wow. So you know what? We're gonna do a we're gonna do a whole episode of that though. But that's big news, people. That is big news. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk about that, man. That is big. Black Widow will be released in the movie Titters. I love it. Love it, man. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna close this episode student at a game podcast once again people thank you all for listening and tuning in you know i suppose that went to bed about two hours ago three hours ago but after seeing all this disney and marvel and fox news and stuff about different content different shows and movies that's an animated series that's coming out i got excited I got excited and it's how can you go to bed when you're excited people you can't but once again thank you all for listening um please hit that subscribe button hit the like button hit the favorite button so that way guess what whenever i drop a new episode it's going to come directly to you okay once again thank you all for listening student of the game podcast peace out